Hey, yo, what is going on, everybody? Uh, it's John Cox here with the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. Thanks for tuning back in with me here. It is uh, Sunday, July 3rd, around 4 o'clock. P- pretty ridiculous. I'm uh, sitting down here in my basement at 4 o'clock on a Sunday when I ought to be upstairs with my kids and stuff like that. But I, I spend a lot of time with them. I'm going to spend a little time with you guys. So uh, thanks a lot for uh, joining me today. Again, this is the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. JRMC, that is me. I'm one of those four name guys. Uh, my mom was, uh, she was smart enough to realize how how awesome I was as a baby. She gave me four names, John Ross, Marius Cox. So what, what's going on, everybody? Um, during the show, like always, really appreciate you guys. If you like, share, subscribe, you know, hit the reminder bell button on YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, y'all can officially find me now on the app, you know, in the Apple Store on in the google podcast and you know in spotify pr- pretty much any podcast directory that you that you use you can find me in there to start, you just gotta search way too much jrmc and uh you'll see my ugly head there um so yeah so we'll get we'll get that stuff out of the way here obviously today um we're gonna be talking about the fourth of july um this is my favorite holiday of the year um Mostly because I'm a very patriotic person. For those of y'all watching, I always got always got my United States of America shirts on, or got something with a flag on it, or something patriotic in the background, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, you know, so obviously it's a you know it's a very special holiday for me personally. Another reason I think it's very special to me is because it's also right around the time that uh, you know football, specifically youth football, get, gets rolling. Um, so I'm getting like a double dose of uh, masculinity and um, a feeling of um, you know, needing to get my mind right and come correct every day for my son and his his young buddies and my all my all my players and all that stuff. Um, you know, but so you know, start off the podcast here. Just go ahead and just want to thank all of our you know men and women in the, in the that are currently in the service, people that have served in the past, people that have died, been been wounded, all that, all that stuff. Um, I'm not man or woman enough to 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 wear your shoes so just want to really say thank you and um hope you guys get the re- respect and and um all that that you deserve um so just thank you guys so with that uh with that being said you know look when i think of the fourth july it's got, first thing that comes to, comes to my mind i just like to think about you know what what words um you're trying to you know start to focus on or or whatever, but and so when I when I think when I think of Fort July, first of all, I'm thinking freedom. You know what I mean? I'm thinking freedom, country, duty, honor, loyalty, values, hard work, bootstrapping, you know, perseverance, you know, family, God, Jesus. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking all that stuff. You know, um, Jesus for me, but just God for the country. You know, I, you know, everyone having the having the right to worship the, you know, whoever whoever the man is upstairs or woman upstairs or whatever it is, just people having the freedom to practice their religion, practice their faith, um, you know, get down on a knee and you know, tell someone thank you for all the wonderful things we have in our in our in our lives, all the bad things we have in our lives. Um, you know, I feel like we, you know, human suffering. Even though it's tough, I mean, it's you know, for some people, obviously, it's worse than others. But it's a, uh, it can be a beautiful thing. 
you know, I feel like we're being prepared for something, you know, in the, for something in the future. Um, and so we should take all the hard, all those hard things that we go through and be, you know, just be thankful that we get to be the ones experiencing them. And I I can seem naive or whatever, but there is one con, you know, one other concept type thing that, uh, I have been stuck on for, for a couple of years now, um, when it comes to this and it's really to me, like it really ties in with, uh, you know, Independence Day, 4th of July, all that. Um, and so there's a little, you know, there's a little, uh, you know, kind of one of those circular type reference deals that uh, I like to, I like to reference. And it's, uh, it goes like this. It says hard times create strong men. I think everybody can admit right now we're in hard times. Um, so we should be thankful we get to get, we get to be the ones to go, to go through them because it's going to create strong men. At some point in time, those strong men is going to create good times because that's what strong, that's what strong men do. It's what strong ladies do. It's what good, you know, good moms, good grandmas, good brothers and sisters, good dad, they, they create good times, right? Those good times then turn around and create weak men. And those weak men turn everything to shit and make us go through hard times. And then we're right back into hard times, create strong men. So even though times in this country today seem awful and seem so contentious and heated and everything's a huge debate and everything's you know, trying to force something on someone else and all that, at the end of the day, I always try to tell myself, you know, God made me be born during this time for a reason. You know, like, because he... I think it, and I, and I hope it's because he thinks hard times will create strong men, and he thinks that I have the ability to be a strong man and help bring those good times, you know, to fruition. So, um, you know, that's a circular reference. I reference to my football players and my, you know all my kids that I coach and my kids and all that. You know, so I just think we have to you know, roll with the punches and you know realize things are what they are, and we gotta we gotta keep you know move, moving forward. All that. So, now getting back to Fourth July Independence Day, Amer- as far as like America goes, when I say those words, freedom, country, duty, hard work, perseverance, family, God, yada, all that stuff, I realize it's really easy for people to think that you just got a super easy life, and I'm just, you know, I'm a naive person, and I'm just thinking about it in this hunky dory way, and you know, all that. But here's the truth: what I think, of those, when I say those words, and I think this is really the only way to you know, to come out the mud and actually, and actually make something of yourself is you have to admit what those words mean and how hard they are. That stuff is hard. Perseverance is hard. Hard work, hard. Being loyal is hard. You know, fulfilling your, your fatherly duties every day, fulfilling your fa- your motherly duties. Like that stuff is hard, man. Freedom, hard. Having, living out your values every single day is hard you know you know forcing yourself to get down your knees and pray to (coughs) pray to god at night thank him for all the good things in your life thank him for all the the bad things in your life that's hard right i feel like those people that that rise up out of the ashes in this country and probably everywhere do so because they embrace that hardness Right, they embrace the fact that I'm gonna have to like put in some sweat. 
I'm about to put in some sweat equity, some blood, sweat, tears. I'm going to have to do some uncomfortable stuff. I'm going to have to be the person that does everything that other people don't want to do. But I'm going to do all of it because I value freedom, country, duty, honor, loyalty, perseverance, family, God, faith, you know, what, whatever it may be. That's why you do it. Okay, so... You know that that knowing that knowing the the why thing I think is important, um, and yeah. So Fourth of July for me, just a, it's a day that where we where I really or a week or whatever whatever you, what have you where I really try to reflect and think about you know myself as a man and where I'm headed and where I've been, how I can improve, how I'm fulfilling my duties as an American, how I'm not, and so you know I just think that it's I think it's important that we all do that. Um, so yeah, for the first, you know, I got a bunch of notes here, but for the last couple of months, I've been trying to figure out why it seems like our society is just like hanging by a thread, right? I mean, it literally feels like at any moment the fit could hit the shan and it could all fall apart. And it, and not just at times, most of the time. Every time I feel like I read an article, because I try to I try to read stuff and watch stuff and listen to stuff from the other other side of the political aisle, I I, I don't like to you know get myself into <coughs> pigeon pigeonhole myself into you know into like some eco chamber of ideas where I'm only hearing stuff that I already agree with. But for the most part, when I when I read stuff from people that I disagree with, I mean it feels like I'm living in a parallel universe, like that we are living in different worlds, and there's no way to you know to reconnect them you know and so it's like it feels like everything's inverted i mean so i I think i think a lot of that is because we really have bought into this whole concept that that culture should be downstream from politics that we have to wait and see what politics say say before we can determine our you know how we're how we're gonna how we're gonna move forward as a culture you know, and I'm just I'm just a very ardent believer that politics should be downstream from culture. Culture should start at the top of the mountain, and then politics is that you know flows with where your culture's headed. And so, that being said, that's all that can be a very scary proposition because if your culture you know goes all out of whack, then you know what do you do? I don't mean you know what I'm saying if you don't have any kind of thing that you're gonna you'll be uh that's going to tie you together so you know so it's like that being said though it's like how do we i mean there's 320 million of us in this country i think 350 million or something if we can if we're including like illegal immigrants and undocumented workers that that, that uh, all that stuff i mean how do we coexist and and feel like you know i don't think we're ever going to feel like we're living in harmony and i don't you know i personally I don't deal well in very harmonic situations where everything's going good. You know, I'm a, my background coming you know, up growing up in Southeast Kentucky with, you know, a dad, it was my a dad was never around or was driving around drunk around the little town square or, you know, dying of a drug overdose, all that. Like I do better in chaotic situations, you know, so like, I don't think that I would be able to survive if everything was just hunky dory, you know, so I, and I have no, so I have no expectations of that, but, you know, it's like, how do we get back on track to where at least feel like we aren't going to like punch everybody in the chest and rip, rip each other's hearts out? 
You know, I mean, I feel like I'm, you know, everybody's wait, about to pull Bruce Lee in one of those Bruce Lee movies and just punch me in the chest and rip my heart out and tell me, you know, and just like let me lay on the street. That's what it feels like a lot of times whenever I'm reading things from the other side of the political spectrum, all that. So, you know, it's like, how are we, how are we going to get back on and be able to coexist? Have we ever really coexisted? You know, maybe we haven't. Um, I mean, we've got issues. Issues like oh, let's think. There's a few of these: abortion, you know, gun rights, parental rights, government mandates, parental rights, environmentalism, mask, vaccines, religion, critical race theory, gender theory, men having babies, like blah blah blah. I mean, like all those issues. Those they're dividing us in a way that I, it's like it seems like it's going to be impossible to overcome, you know, and like. I think the biggest issue right now is we all like we're all buying into this concept that we're just flying by the seat of our pants and waiting on the Supreme Court or waiting on the president or waiting on someone to tell us what to do whenever it's not how any of this is supposed to work. All right. So in my in my opinion, albeit a very uneducated one and a very redneck one and one that uh, may or may not warrant any consideration but you know hopefully there's some uh truth to it i do think it's if we focus on this on this i'm about to we're about to talk about we will get out of all this stuff a lot quicker i believe um the only way that i think we can move forward is just getting back to basics right like Instead of starting at talking about abortion and starting about talking about gun rights, like we got to get back to basics. You know, I feel like we're those parents that are like thinking right now. All all Americans, we're those parents that are thinking about putting money in the kids' college fund, and just dumping money, dumping money into their college fund or whatever. But we're not spending, but we're not reading to our kids at night. You know, we're those we're those parents that. uh think that we should be our kids friends you know or that kids don't like boundaries and we should listen to our children and we should let them have a say in things or you know i just feel like we're like the fundamentals the basics america is just not good at them right now i don't think we know what the hell the basics are and it's i mean myself included and i have a degree in history so i majored in history and like i've always been a patriotic person and loved america and but you know it's like even as a history major and someone who has loved history since i was a child i've started i've started to realize i never really focused on the basics and the framework and the and the fundamental documents and the words that were put on paper i focused on learning about the executive branch or the judicial branch or the legislative branch and uh, the checks and balances, all that, but I, it's like I, I never really dug into the concept of okay, but what framework are all three of those branches of government working within? Like, what is it they're determining? What's their purpose? Like, it's like we all just sit around and think the government can do whatever the heck it wants to do, and then they just fight it out, and then we, you know, sit back and wait, and whatever they tell us to do, we either, you know, we either complain about it or we agree with it and we're happy that it's, you know, or, or whatever. Um, and so it's really feel like 
to move forward, we got to get back to basics, do some boring stuff. I mean, guys, I don't know about, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but said I'm a football coach, and one of my favorite things about football is that by the time you get to the game, by the time you're about to suit up for the game, you won or lost in the past, like at least at the at the soon at the soonest in the past week. But most likely, if you lose that game, you lost it in the summer. You lost it because you didn't teach your kids how to get into a good three-point stance and understand leverage and how to how to use their legs and how to you know how to move how to move kids that are bigger than them or you know or you didn't condition enough you didn't run you didn't you didn't get acclimated to the heat and so now you're going there to play and your adrenaline can only get you so far and like yeah you got a great game plan you got a you got fancy uniforms and a great looking play sheet and you got you got your headphones on as a coach and your brand new polo but you didn't do the work you know that that's that's what I love about football now there's times yes you just get your you just get your butt beat and people are better than you all right but like in my opinion I didn't get beat like you lost but you didn't get beat you know getting beat even you know, when you beat yourself and you don't prepare and you don't do what you can you know you didn't like Put it on the line for your brothers, and you know, and, and whether it be in arms or on the football field or your you know, your family, whatever. Um, but yeah, that's 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 football. You know, it's the one sport like you cannot just go out there and wing it. You know, you can't just. It's not five on five. It's eleven on eleven, and it's gladiator style stuff. Whereas you know, basketball, you can go out there and you got one superstar that can dunk, and the other nine can't. All right, you, you still win the game. Or you know, baseball, you got that one dominant pitcher. But you ain't hitting real well. But your but your pitcher's dominating. You can still win that. You can still win that game. <clears throat> Football, you got to bring it all together, right? <laughs> My other thing I love about uh, this is just a side, sidebar. As a coach, I love football because I don't even care about the games. Like, if it were up to me, we wouldn't even play them. We just practice. You know, like, and I, I'm I I try to live my life that way right now. It, and every single day, it's like. I don't even think about the big things. I try to like enjoy the you know the work. I try to enjoy the like arguments with Whitney, right? Like the screaming matches I get in with my kids. I try to enjoy those things. I try to be in the moment because I you know when I sit when I sit and think about it, I'm like, I don't have any instances in my life where I fought with my father because he didn't give he didn't give a damn enough about me to even fight me on anything. You know, like we never argued over playing Monopoly. You know, so to me, that's the beauty of life is those, you know, is the sludge work, the grunt work, you know, the shift work, getting them, getting them, uh, like my, like my stepdaddy says, I got to get my hairs in, you know, he's, he's trying to get his hours. He wants him 80 hours a week so he can, uh, you know, like that's the, but he, you know, he likes it. My stepdad, he loves, he loves that. He ain't anybody paycheck. He likes to work. He likes to get on that mountain and get that co out. You know what I mean? So, you know. We're only going to move forward if we if we all embrace that and get back to fundamentals and get back to basics. And the most fundamental basic thing that I've come to realize about what we got going on here is <coughs> no one that founded this country ever, ever wanted it to be a top-down country. Well, I mean, I'm not saying any of them. Some of them did. But the ones that won out were the ones that wanted it to be a bottom up society where you where 
the things that matter most to you from a governmental standpoint are local. You know, your your there in your in your municipality, your your city, your county, your region, your state. You know, and you know then up to the federal government. You know, so that the most basic thing we all have to get back to understanding is federalism. I think I talked about this in the last podcast too, but it's like I just feel like, man, we just as a our education system never talks about this, and so I'm I'm a 35 year old man that I feel like I have no um, just no like foundation or understanding of how the government is supposed to work, you know, and so federalism is what the founding fathers wanted to see. Right, so that means basically it's bottom-up control. Well, uh, you know, and I think it's a very natural thing. I'll give everybody an example. My wife, will, you know, she'll she'll make fun of me as well. So I got I got to work Kentucky tatted on my back. Right, I tell people it ain't got nothing to do with the basketball team. It ain't got to do with Tim Couch. It ain't got nothing to do with any of that stuff. I got it. I got it tatted on my back because like Kentucky is me. I am like through. I'm a Kentucky boy through and through. All the good, all the bad. You know, all the stubbornness, all the like, all the laziness, all the balls to the wall, 100 miles an hour, in whatever direction I'm going in this, you know, like, I always tell everybody, like, I'm as stereotypical Eastern Kentucky as you can get. I mean, mommy's a teacher, daddy, my my biological father didn't, didn't do nothing, you know, like, my mom went, my mom went slumming, didn't. Went, got with a guy without a high school diploma, got caught up, had a kid. He ran away, never paid a penny of child support. Actually, I'll take it back. I think I got like I got some money because my mom put it in a picture album. I got a picture album with my the dollar bills my dad gave me in it still. I've never spent, right? Like, mom goes, starts dating. You know, she's dating my like, while I'm young. I'm raised by my grandparents. My dad dies of drug overdose. Was always like caught up drink, you know, drinking booze, pills, you know, oxycontin. I mean, you literally could like they could do a they could do a damn movie on my life. I mean, it'd be a boring movie, but they could do it, and everyone would be able to like everybody from Appalachia would be able to would be able to relate to it, right? So, but I'm gonna tell you all that because it's like I got tied to my back, and no matter what, it's like. If I go to like, if we're going to Florida on vacation, I can stop in Georgia and I'm going in like a gas station. I'm going in there with a little bit of swagger because I know like, I know I'm like, man, I'm, I'm Kentucky, man. These Georgia people, they don't even, they don't even know. You know, man, that's we went to Gulf Shores this year and I'm making sure everybody down there knows I'm from Kentucky because like, whatever, for whatever reason, it's like, it's just a, maybe it's a Southern thing. I don't think it's like that in other places. Um, It's like, Texas boys want to make sure you know they're from Texas. Kentucky boys want to make sure you know they're from, they they from Kentucky. We all know them Alabama boys want you to know they're from they're from Bama. Lord, I'm glad and I want them to tell me too because I need to know, right? So I can know not to trust them. That's for that's for all my that's for all my Bama buddies there. Um, but that whole concept is that is federalism, right? That like your state matters, and that's where the bulk of the things that affect your life are supposed to are supposed to happen. Now, again, that ain't fun. That ain't sexy. You ain't going to make no money. 
known known about your state's laws or being a state rep or being a state senator. I mean, I think these state reps make like forty grand or something like that. Um, you know, but but that is what they that's what the founding fathers wanted. So they basically they wanted the federal government to only have specific powers. Okay. And they would that and they wanted them to focus on protecting the the inalienable rights and the constitutional rights of their of the citizenry, right? Let's you know, let's call those rights or let's call them or those powers. Let's call those powers. Let's, let's, let's call this an agreement, okay? Because bill of rights, all the amendments, you know, so on and so forth. That's all. That's all they are is an agreement, okay? We're agreeing. We have fifty states now. They're agreeing to be a part of a bigger union. Right, like, it's not that we, they didn't form the nation first and instead of, and then started drawing lines and started giving, started divvying up power, because we all know that no, like, that wouldn't have happened if you already had everybody agree to being in one big landmass and one big country and that's and they were all under one part, one person rule. No one's giving that up. It started as a, all these little states, thirteen colonies, right, and they agreed, they made, they came up with some agreements on how they could be a united states and be able to further the interest of all men are created equal and down with the daily more rights of those are life liberty pursuit of happiness right like that that's that's all it was okay so the way i'm look, the way i see that and when i really think about that that they it was we made an agreement to be buddies right like but at any time we could decide to not be buddies anymore. The main things I think about are, okay, that means anytime we add more agreements, we make it harder to like stay unified because we're all so different that if two of the 50 are just dra- vastly or just you know wholeheartedly don't agree with whatever that agreement is and didn't want to agree to it, but we're pressured into it, it's going to create animosity amongst, you know, all those the, the state, the state leaders, and just the, just the citizens in general, right? And so, but we also, as we add more, we make it harder to enforce the rules that our founding fathers stated. These are the most important things, right? Like we make it harder to enforce those because now we have more to enforce, and then what's what's happened over the over the you know decades and you know, centuries or whatever is that we've started to not enforce certain ones or start cherry picking and that's weakened our it's weakened our bond and it's delegitimized our union right like because every time a president gets in there and they focus on these two constitutional rights or these two things and forgets about the forgets about the other ones it it, it delegitimizes everything you know, just like, again, it's just like being a parent. You can be hard-nosed as a parent, and you can make your kids sit down and eat dinner every single night. But when it comes to bedtime, if you tell them you're going to bed at 8.30, but every night you're lackadaisical about it, and they're going to bed at 9, well, sooner or later, they're going to start pushing the boundaries in other in other aspects of that parent-child relationship, right? They're going to start getting a little, getting a little mouthy when you tell them to turn the iPad off. They're going to get a little snippy on you whenever you try to tell them like they ain't getting that candy. It's because you 
you delegitimize yourself by saying something was was a was a law was a rule and you didn't fall through on it okay so we got to look at ourselves as a you know this united states we are a team we have 50 players on the team we're all very different you know people are in certain areas for certain reasons okay like <clears throat> people in kentucky love love kentucky you got people from california that couldn't imagine sleeping a day in kentucky because they think we're all hillbillies and stupid out here you got people in kentucky that think everybody in california is all hippies and tree hugging liberals and you know all all that and like neither of those things are completely true about either place i mean i'm pretty i'm pretty hillbilly and dumb and don't wear shoes a lot and all that stuff but neither are there point being like what are our fundamentals what are our basics what are we trying to accomplish are we literally just flying by the seat of our pants and trying to like punch down on the other on the other side of the aisle whenever our guys whenever our guys are the, the president are we just trying to say get some and like just put it to the other team because if we're not looking at each other as a as one team then you know like there's no there's no point okay um but you know i think it also some things have been falling apart because historically we did kind of gather and we we gathered and made sure we were surrounded by people that were like-minded and so i think back when this back when states rights were a focus that was you know that's why i think texas is still so has so much texas pride because texas people like if you move to texas or live in texas you know why you're in texas sorry y'all heard my kid a bird screaming but you're you're you know you're a texas person it's because texas has a reputation of doing things the way texas does things well as things have become more nationalized than we've expected the president and the u.s government to do everything for us we didn't have to move to be around our people or to like protect our you know own our close close-knit community and culture and and it, we weren't able to you know for, for not being able to say it a better way to be, we weren't we weren't able to root out people that didn't fit didn't like fit into our morals and values and like not that those people were bad people just that they didn't they didn't fit i don't live in southeast Kentucky anymore i'm i you know i don't think that i totally fit in southeast Kentucky. so i moved out and i've i'm found somewhere that i felt like i you know uh morals and values and things like that are uh closer aligned and where i had a little more opportunity and all, and all that stuff but as things became national nationalized we stopped looking at things as small communities and just started thinking well if i live in middlesbrough kentucky it should be the exact same as what it is in san francisco california right and vice versa people in san francisco literally think people in middlesbrough kentucky right harlan kentucky should have to live under the same rule like every single rule of law that they do Right, that's what they, that's what they think there, um, and you know I think there's some of that that goes on, you know, in in, in other places or whatever. So we got to get back to where we're looking at the, looking at our union as a union of a of a bunch of states and not one big union that allows people to be states. We are states first, right? We need to have pride in Kentucky, pride in Tennessee, pride in New York, pride in Ohio, you know, like. That's where we got to start. 
Okay, then we got to go back and we got to realize, and this is this was crazy to me as I, as I started realizing this. There was a huge por- portion of our founding fathers. They didn't even want to have a bill of rights. Okay, you know, some people would think that that would be because well they wanted the government to be able to you know they didn't want they didn't want the government to be limited to certain things. It's like no, they were afraid that even putting those things down on paper, right, and enumerating specific rights that people had would lead people to believe that those were the only rights people had. They, I mean, they literally wanted the wanted the everyone to understand if it's not if it wasn't in this constitution right here if it wasn't in this book written down the government had no purview or no reason even to opine on the subject because it was left to the states and so federalism also meant that there was going to be a marketplace right we are a free market economy we're a free market culture, right? When you have a right to freedom of speech and you can say whatever the hell you want to say, as dumb as it may be or as you know, naive as it may be or as uh, liberal or conservative or blasphemous as it may be, like when you, ha- when you have that right, that means that you're going to have a, the marketplace of ideas is going to be wide open. And so all 50 of those states also kind of become a little bit of a you know, of a petri dish or it's like their own little experiment, you know, instead of enacting a law at a federal level and, you know, putting it, putting 330 million people underneath its, you know, underneath its rule, you have all these little marketplaces of legislation and ideas and concepts and where things can be tried out to see if they work. And if they don't, if something doesn't work, they can be taught if it's if there's only if it's only affecting the people in this one city. There's twenty thousand people, and you can, what's it's a lot it's a lot easier to scrap something that's affecting twenty thousand something that's, that's affecting three hundred twenty million. All right, but like again, that ain't easy. That ain't sexy. There ain't a whole lot of like glory in it. You know, I mean, we're talking about grind grinding it out. You know, at a local level. But that's that's what they wanted. That's what the founding fathers wanted. So again, they wanted it, they didn't even want the bill of, bill of rights in there. And like just to give you, this is crazy. You know, again, I know people get, you know, start thinking certain types of way about you. Start talking about constitution and all that. But again, it's like I just think about myself. In fact, I'm a history major, and I never, all th- I have a degree in history, a bachelor's degree in history. I'd never really sat down and read the Constitution. Like to me, that's just it baffles me. So the the Ninth Amendment, the Constitution, the enumeration in this Constitution. Of certain rights. So the fact that we wrote down certain rights and, and, and stated these out shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So it was, this was such an important thing to them, such an important concept. They, they, they put it in the document that ain't very long and said just because we listed these out does, does not mean these are your only rights because we still listed out all the powers the government has and we just wrote because we were trying to get some people to sign up on the on, on the team here. We were real, we were willing to put some of, some of them in pay on, down on paper rights that you have, 
But if it ain't listed in here that it's a power of the federal government, assume it's your right. Assume it's yours. The power lies, lies in the people in regards to that subject. Okay, so there's that. If we can all start there and realize that, then we can move. Then we can start moving, you know, moving forward. Okay. Then we have to realize they also put a put in a process to where if we wanted to, if we want to add something, if we want to add a right or add a power or whatever to this constitution, they knew it was 1787 then, and it was one day going to be 2000. 22 and things might be different so they said if times change and they need to change it there's a process okay and that process for lack of a you know better word just trying to keep this in layman's terms here they made it hard on purpose we gotta stop thinking that anything in life is supposed to be easy nothing in life is gonna be easy parenting ain't easy budgeting ain't easy Final bankruptcy ain't easy. Deciding what you're going to do for dinner tonight when you got four kids like I do, that crap, it ain't easy. Going to church every Sunday ain't easy. Being vulnerable. Telling your wife you're sorry. You know, like, nothing in life's easy. And that's okay. We're living and breathing. Like, it pumps me up. Thinking that like stuff's gonna be stuff's gonna be hard. Why are we here if it's not going to be? I get to be in we we'll get to be in heaven later, right? This is but again, this is America. Maybe in other places, maybe they want to rest on our laurels and you know sit in recliner and you know I'll, I'll do whatever. Want to be want to live in like Wally world? If you ever if you ever watch the the cartoon Wally, I do not want to live there. Right? I like stuff being hard. Okay. They, they, so they made it hard on purpose, but it's not really that hard. Okay, they either got a either two thirds of the states have to call and have to call on Congress to hold a constant constitutional convention. Okay, or and that that process has never been utilized. It's but it's there where it, the the amendment can start in the states. What's always happened though is Congress has proposed amendments and those amendments have to pass two-thirds of both chambers of congress so 66 percent. i know people hate the filibuster but guys if we don't have something like that we just go back and forth and we can't live like that we can't live if every time we turn around it's just 51 votes in the senate gets makes shit get turned overturned like it's unsustainable life like that is unsustainable so it's hard on purpose they got 66 out of 100 votes in the senate and then whatever 66 percent of the the house you know would be you know what's in two seventy half of it or whatever um so they gotta do that, then they have to call a convention of states they have to call at least two you know two thirds of the state legislators have to be notified and then but then not until after seventy five percent of state legislatures ratify that amendment is that is that amendment actually turned into law, put into the Constitution. So there's a process. It isn't easy, okay? Like, wah, wah. It's there, and it's like that for a reason, okay? Like, tell my my youth football guys, if it was if it was easy to win, to win in football, everybody would be playing football, okay? But it ain't. 
And that's why, like, if you're a football player and you're a young, you're a young, you know, young man, you know, young boy, take you should take a lot of pride in playing that sport because you got to put in a a ton of work, ton of sweat, ton of tears, make a ton of sacrifice. The junk is hard, and that's what's beautiful about it. Okay, so they did it on purpose. They wanted it to be hard on purpose. You know, we got to stop thinking that anything is supposed to be is supposed to be easy. Okay, so we've established all that. Getting, but we're staying staying true to this. Let's get back to basics. Okay, let's get back to basics. The government's role. Federal government, that is, if it's in that, if it's in that book, if it's in that book, you have you have two you have two responsibilities basically. Okay, you have to you have to make sure that states aren't violating the agreements that they signed up for two hundred fifty years ago inside this constitution right here, or that. Has been amended since then because again we've already established it's hard to, it's hard to get an amendment passed. So if you get an amendment passed, like not just a majority, a vast majority of people wanted it to pass. Seventy five percent of states. Okay, so your job as a federal government is to make sure states aren't violating anything that's in here. It's number one. Number two, in my opinion, is like. You are uh, enacting. You're using your using your power to try to further advance those principles of you know all men are created equal and have inalienable rights of those are to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Other than other than that, we got to stop thinking. Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whoever is going to get gas prices down, or that that that's, that, that, that that is their responsibility. We have to stop thinking that we have to sit back and wait on what the Supreme Court says on on such and such, because we all know it can take years for them to do that. Because all we got to do is go here, go to this right here, okay. So, the government's there to protect. They're there to protect us and protect this, protect our rights within this constitution. And we got to stop electing people that think this is more of a framework to show them how they have to maneuver around and how they need to uh, the words and bend the rules around to where they can like impose their will on on other people. We have to stop. We have to stop that. Stop thinking that that's. You know, that that's how it is. So, again, that brings us back to what has, uh, what has, you know, transpired over the last couple of weeks. So, if we get back to base and we realize the government's supposed to protect us and make sure that the rights in that, in that book and that constitution are not being, not being violated, then you can realize, like, That right to bear arms, that case, the case, the New York case where they said New York couldn't institute certain, you know, certain laws. If that wasn't, if it wasn't in this book, I wouldn't agree with it. 
Okay. When they overturned Roe versus Wade and said you don't have a constitutional right to an abortion to, you know, ki- you know kill your child or whatever. If it was in this book, I wouldn't support that decision. Okay, I will say this. I don't believe they have the constitutional authority at this time to ban it. I don't want them to do that. I want the marketplace of ideas, the states, the marketplace of states, state legislatures to do to do what they were meant to do. Right. And I've, it's one of the things about abortion. It's like as heinous as it is. If every state can make their own laws pertaining to certain things, then we can find the group of people that align with our morals and values the easiest. I just want to know. If you don't like what Kentucky does, you can move. If you don't, if you like, if you don't like what California does, you can move. But we got to know where we stand and know what the what the parameters are. Now, one of the things about Second Amendment or abortion or whatever, like, it's one of those deals where I think I'm afraid we're, it's an issue where there, it's no one's going to be okay with that because it's like if you believe it's murder, you believe it's murder. So it's like, can you be, can you be, can you agree to be on the team with people that you that you believe are murdering children? You know, like I don't, I don't know that that's sustainable either. But at the same time, like. On the flip side, the left thinks that if you are a Second Amendment uh, supporter, that you are also a child murderer because a gun because a gun was used to shoot kids in schools. So you might, like anyone who believes in the Second Amendment is a child murderer as well. I mean, you know, it's like if they if they really believe that, I don't know how you know that we I don't know how we bring that you know back back to the middle. Um, so. But maybe, maybe we just stop focusing on those things that are so they're so extreme, and it's just you know we can at least for now let bygones be bygones, and like let state legislatures handle it, and go where people align with our values the best, right? But there's some other places that I think we could, uh, you know. Makes you know, make some ground, and if we would get back to basics, and this is where I try to tell people: listen, I am a registered Republican, but I am not. I'm not your. I ain't your granddaddy's Republican. I ain't a country club Republican. I don't necessarily believe in this trickle down economic, you know, crap. I've lived. I, you know, I've been in the mud. I've seen. I've seen some broke ass people. I've been a broke ass dude. I have seen. I've seen racism. I've seen prejudice. I've been not a victim of it i've been you know there's been times in my life where i have been a violator of it i think i'm a better man today than i was you know it's like but you don't know what you don't know when you're a little kid and you don't have a father around to help you you know like become a better person and a steward you and so but get on this thought of getting back to basics because we're not focused on basics and we're not expecting our government to be focused on basics, very basic things that they should be doing in here, they're not doing. Okay. I'm not, I keep saying this, I'm not a traditional Republican. I'm a, po- I'm a populist for whatever, you know, I'm sure there's probably some negative connotations there. But I, yeah, I am. I'm America first. 
I believe we got 320 million people here. We need to worry about here first. Okay. I think if you're Andy Bashir or Ron DeSantis or Greg Abbott, you should be Texas first or Florida first or Kentucky first. <laughs> I get like sick in my stomach seeing money, local money, get shipped elsewhere to help people that those people that you'll never know. Right. Like that may sound terrible, but if everyone would take care of the people closest to them, in the because no matter where you live, there's people around you that are, that are living in extreme poverty. Like, but if we were helping the people closest to us and becoming a community and getting in the like gutter together, we maybe we'd have a little bit more of more camaraderie, a little bit more love for one another, a little bit more of a bond, you know, to like say like, hey man, you know, that that. That guy, he uh, he's rich and he's driving that Range Rover. You know, he came down here. He came down here into Harlan County, Kentucky, or came to the West End of Louisville and didn't just like drop off a bag of money. He came down here and like was you know he hand, hands out dinner at a homeless shelter or you know white guy from the East End of Louisville. You know, he frequently he'll, every now and then he'll go to the West End and go to a, like a Black Baptist church just to just to know the community. And vice, you know, and vice versa, you know, but like, we got to get back to fundamentals where we're caring about one another, you know, inside out, closest to us. And if we do that, we can start de- like demanding our government do what it's supposed to do, which is protect the stuff in this book. So let's just go through a couple, a couple of these other things here. Just talk about freedom of speech. There's no way anybody in this country thinks that our government is protecting, protecting the First Amendment, you know, right now. The public square... Is, has never been has never been scarier for people to like say what they want to say and it's not because they're they don't want to say it. it's because they know they'll say it once and they'll get canceled and they can't you know they won't get to participate any longer you know like if somebody's a stupid idea i want i want them to be able to say it so they can get feedback you know and like grow from that right so get the first amendment Second Amendment, right to bear arms. Everywhere you go, you start, you know, it's like I'm, I'm already seeing this. The Supreme Court ruled on this, and people are like, well, they're two-faced. You know, they won't let women have abortions, but they'll, they, they're will they telling states they can't enact these laws because it, it says in here, one of the agreements we made was if we live, we're going to live in this country, everyone has to have a right to bear arms. And, and people in Virginia said, listen, we ain't going to be on a team with you New York people, with you yuppies. If you ain't gonna say every, the people in your state can have can can have a right to bear arms, we won't sign up in the first place. We won't pay the registration fee if you aren't willing to you know ag- agree with that. So, but we can expect them to do that if they're not if they're not spending time on everything else. Okay, let's jump in here to Fourth Amendment: the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. This shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath of affirmation, yada, yada. Hey, Republicans, guess what? I want to tell you something. You want to show people you are the real deal? Go out there and get on the, get on the front lines for the Fourth Amendment. That, this thing is getting, it's getting violated on a daily basis, hourly basis, minute-by-minute basis in our poorest communities, where people are getting pulled over and there's drug use going on and all that, like... For people's Fourth Amendment rights 
you have that for that fourth amendment right is is yours our our leaders expect our police officers to violate it constantly to get them stats baby but because we're we're listening to all the other noise and stuff we can't even focus we're not even focusing on these like these bare bones like things that are going to get change your life the most you know it's like you spend ten thousand dollars on a truck it ain't gonna matter to you in a month you spend five grand on getting lasik surgery and you went from having terrible eye, like, terrible vision now you can see you got 2020 vision your life is going to change well if we want to change a large many millions of people's lives let's guarantee them that fourth amendment right and stop letting people stop letting their vehicles get searched because they get you know pulled over for a tail light being out or whatever we, but again, we can't we can't focus on that if we're focused on this other if we're focused on whether or not men can have babies in the public square we're talking about can can dudes have babies while people are getting their just because they're poor and live in the west end of Louisville and they got a $500 rolled up in a rubber band in their pocket well they don't have a fourth minute right anymore we're going we're going we're going to take that we're going to take that money we, we think it's drug money doesn't matter if it is if we have anything to prove prove it otherwise even if you get even if you get off in a couple months when you finally get the trial we ain't giving it all back to you because we had to spend some money to you know pay for people to be on staff and administration so we we're only gonna give you 300 back of that 500 even though you can't get a bank account because the bank won't give you a bank account because your, your credit score isn't high enough again so we can't even talk about this stuff we're talking about this other this other stuff that doesn't doesn't matter right so but we talk about something else how about the how about the uh the sixth amendment here in all criminal prosecutions the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial we have people we have people that are locked up you know can't afford their bail be a year two years before they go before they get before they get a trial well you know why it takes that long because our court system's so jammed up with nonsense that we can't even we can't even fulfill the most one of the, one of the 10 most basic like rights you have as an american which is a speedy trial okay there's that and then how about the how about the eighth amendment let's go read the eighth amendment here real quick excessive bail should not be required nor excessive fines imposed nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted there ain't a republican a democrat a, li- a libertarian a christian a muslim or a, a, a Jew, anybody that can look me in the eye and say that we aren't violating that amendment every single day, hundreds of thousands of times by requiring excessive bail of our citizens. It, just because it ain't just because it ain't excessive, you don't mean it ain't excessive to someone else, right? Like you have a right to be you're innocent till proven guilty in this country. We can't even focus on that because we're fighting about again. We're fighting about whether or not. We're going to let boys use little girls' bathrooms. We're fighting, we're fighting over whether we'll have pornography in our elementary school libraries. Why? We can't even do this. This, I mean, like, in this little book, it's only 30 pages of it is, is even anything. There is 57 pages in this. Only 32 of them are actual words of the Constitution. The rest of it's index and everything. So, I mean, we can't even do this. 
but we're talking about all this all this other stuff so again we got to get back to basics you know and i do think this past couple weeks has been a win as far as the supreme court goes with all the stuff that's been happening because their rulings have been based on this is it in our purview or is it not and if it's not in our like if it's not in our purview as a power is it in our purview as a that all US citizens have a right to it a constitutional right to it so we have to protect it against state governments overstepping something in here right so that's all they're saying they're saying you can't you can't impede people's right to bear arms because it's in the constitution you can make it you can make a law on abortion if you want you can make it legal up until the baby up until the baby's born if you if you want it's not in our purview you can also ban it it's not in our purview like that's what they that's what they said they also stated that he we can't disenact these unilateral three-letter agencies like the epa that come in and just for whatever you know whatever political faction is you know stepping stepping in and just impose their will on people without without in without enacting laws you know we have entire industries the coal industry the oil industry that are, are literally being governed by people that no one ever elected to do anything let alone do that kind of do that kind of stuff all right but we also because we're not back to basics we can't focus on our school boards because we're so worried about our president because we're and because at the in the moment the president does seem like he has so much power that why why on god's name why i worry about my school board because this president could tell cps to come lock me up because i don't want to let my eight-year-old tell me he's a girl and have surgery to remove his proud parts you know like when you have to worry about that why can't, how can you worry about your school board all right um and so Again, I say all this stuff and I'm talking all this trash about America, whatever, but it's not really what it is. I'm not talking trash. What I'm saying is we just, we have, we've convoluted it so much and we've gotten so far off track and it, but it ain't that hard to get back on track. Cause very, this is one thing I can't wait till me and Pink can do another show. This is why we do the shows because when, when we sit down as human beings, as individuals, and we talk about this stuff, very rarely are we that far apart. Right, like, I don't, it's like, we have already, him and I have discussed this, you know, thoroughly. We, like, don't, we don't know anyone who, when we're talking, when talking about abortion, is talking, is like, wanting to, or is thinking that we, that people should be allowed to kill babies. It's because they want to. Right, you have some, you have people here that are talking, having a conversation about women's rights, and you have people here that are they're talking about children. So you're having a different conversation. So when you can get in the room and have the have the same conversation, very rarely, I mean, we feel like we just don't we don't disagree that much on on things. So I'm not talking trash about America because this 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 document. I mean, the more I dig into it, I mean, the more beautiful it is. Right, we have a lot to live up to. We haven't done, but like, we are still we're still a union today. Even though we have uh, violated this thing over and over again, day in and day out, we're still the United States of America. We ended slavery here. 
right? We got, we have made huge strides of getting over this fact, this idea that one race is better than the other or has is smarter than the other or one is, you know, like they shouldn't be able to love one another. We've got, you know, we have moved past a lot of, like not fully past it, right? There's still people out there that, don't, that think stuff. You know, there's still disgusting people out in the world. We're never going to get, get rid of that. But culturally, we've changed how we feel about things and our politics have changed accordingly, right? And so people don't like politics being downstream from culture because changing culture takes time. You have to win the war of ideas and have conversations and be vulnerable and be uncomfortable and be up late and get your blood pressure up. And you got to walk it and not just talk it. And politicians can just talk it. So I'm not, hopefully this podcast doesn't come off as a negative or that we, that there's nowhere to go from here. It's just that hopefully this podcast gets you realize we literally had the blueprint right here and it would be super easy. We just all have to, we need, we just need everybody to go in here and read through some of this and say, like realize ain't nobody asking you if you're signing up for it. We're just asking, everybody needs to read it and realize this is the rules of the game. No one's asking you to play. You're a player. You got a social security card. You're, you're a U.S. citizen. Right? But if you don't like it, you can change it. And if I don't like what you're, how you're trying to change it, I know what process I have to protect to keep you from changing it. And if I lose, I lose. If we stay true to this document, it'll mean that the culture drove the politics and I just the times moved, you know the times moved past me and you know at the, at the end of the day I don't you know let's get you'll get back to the 4th July the Independence Day thing here I don't think people fought and fought and died I don't think my grandfather fought in World War II because he wanted everything to be easy over here and everybody just to be you know happy smiley eating cupcakes every day I think he, I think he fought and I think you know I've got We've got other family members that have fought, live, you know, living, and ones that have died, and ones that are dead, and all that. I think they, like, when it, the brass tax level, that's why they fought, so that we could all partake in this ugly, this ugly, drawn out, you know, somewhat, um, you know, chaotic, nasty process that's known as the American experiment. Okay, in Canada, you can't say what you want to say. Other like I hate listening to other country people like opine on American rights because we don't we don't want to be England. I don't want to be Canada or Mexico or Russia or I don't want to be the like I I think we are better than our form of government is better. The individual people no we're not any better than any other individual, but our our governmental concepts and principles are better. So I don't care what they have to say. If they think it's mean that we have freedom of speech or they think it's dumb that we can have firearms or I don't care. They don't like, they, they don't, those, those leaders that don't like our freedoms over here because it limits 
the power of the government and they're in power and they want it. You know, but again, marketplace of ideas, you don't like Second Amendment, go go live in England. Go live in Canada. This is America. We do it different. And so, tomorrow, I hope all y'all have a great day. I hope y'all uh, tip back a couple brewskis. You know, tip, you, tip your hat. You know, cheer to all those around you. You know, hope y'all hope tonight you pray for all the people that you disagree with that you think you don't like. Um, maybe you don't, but listen, they're your they're your fellow Americans. Pray that they'll find peace and happiness, and that good things will happen to them, and all that you know, all that good stuff. We don't need to live in harmony. We just need to accept the the playing ground the battlefield that we're on and we have to realize and we have to and we have to agree on the fact that we all if nothing else want to uphold the rule of law and just do what's in that book at whatever time it's in there if you don't, if we all have to agree the, what the rules of the game are if we want to change something here's how it is okay like that's really all we got to do. We don't have to like one another. Certainly don't have to love one another. We don't have to high five and hug and you know break bread together. We don't have to do any of that. We just got to respect each other. We got to wish well on one another. And we got to all buy into this concept that we're all like on the same team and we're grinding, baby. And that's what's, that's what's awesome about it. The grind in life is what makes life worth living. When I lose some sleep, and I don't get good at sleep, man, it makes me want to go harder, even harder the next day, because I want to be like, all right, I'm getting tested. Ask anybody y'all know that knows me. You're going to see John John Ross Marcus Cox running down 22 over here about 4.30 in the day. I look, I literally look on my weather channel app, and I see when the hottest time of the day is going to be. And that's when I'm, that's when I'm going on my, that's when I'm going on my run. And then I'm still going to coach football, balls to the wall. And then go you know, ask, ask my boys out there, if I'm going hard in the paint or not during football practice. Again, not because it's easy. I'm out there because I know everybody can't do it. So I'm going to do it. Just to prove, my, to prove to myself, prove to my kids, my wife, that I'm about it. That I'm about it, about it. That I'm about that life. That I, that I got what it takes. So when the shit really does hit the fan, they know like daddy ain't going nowhere. And I do it because I need to show myself that on a small level every day because I you know, I don't know what it's like for the father that's got the got his blood running through his veins to stick around. So I gotta prove it to myself. And again, I'm not you know, it's like I could play a victim I could very well very easily be a victim when it comes to that and be like, Oh, woe was me. But I'm like, man, for whatever reason God just thought it was like that was a, that was like a obstacle, a, like a point of adversity that like I needed to overcome. It was like not having a biological father in the house. And he gave me a stepdad. It's a damn good stepdad, and I'm thankful for him. Um, and he's about said he's about as Kentucky as you can get to working. In, still work, still working in coal mines. 
and he's a bigger, you know, better man than I than I than I than I am, certainly. So yeah, so uh, again, happy Fourth of July. Let's celebrate, celebrate freedom. Let's celebrate those other words I talked about. Let's celebrate freedom. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate country, our duty to one another be good people and to do the little things in life right to raise our kids up not to be assholes okay to like get our kids to church to pray with them you know the like duty to answer the call if something were to happen and we were to be in some kind of world war right let's let's celebrate honor let's celebrate loyalty and being loyal to the people that are closest to us and that, that deserve our loyalty that help us with our kids and that love on our kids when we ain't around when they could be mean to them. That open up their ha- their homes their homes to our to our children. Let's celebrate our values. Okay, I, I do think right now in, in America our values are much different across the country. But let's still those of us the people I know have the same values as I do. I just want to ce- I want to celebrate those people. Okay, and the fact that they are God fearing, hard working, look, faulted people and are willing to admit their faults. You know, let's celebrate hard work, let's celebrate perseverance, let's celebrate family, let's celebrate freedom. Let's just let's celebrate somebody spent some time to put this document together. And a lot of, I mean, we've had millions and millions of people die, fight, and die. For that document over there, whether they knew whether they realized what it was or not. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate the fact we live in a hectic time of, in history where we really don't know how things are gonna turn out in the next year or two, five years. But let's celebrate that we in a, we're in the fight. We have the opportunity to like have a voice in it. I I can promise y'all right now, seven months ago, I was it was proven to me how how simple in how how simple it is to have an impact and how much of an impact we can have as individuals if we just engage in the system and get focused and stop complaining about the fact that yes it's extra work if you'll do it you can have you can make an impact let's celebrate that okay so Again, all y'all, all y'all that have you know, served in the military, armed service, you know, police officers, firefighters, all that, first responder stuff, thank y'all for your service. All y'all good, great, good people, good politicians that have been in office for years and years or just got in or whatever and you've been doing, doing so all along without having the people really engaged, thank you for holding down the fort for us to wake up. I know I'm awake now. I think we got hundreds of thousands. Of, I think we got millions of people that have been woken up in the last last two years. And I hope that I'm able to advance that a little bit. I think in this, in this show, we're, I got, I, we have some big things planned, big big topics. Yesterday, I was at a at a little neighborhood thing here in here in Louisville, little firework thing, and like it was amazing to me how many people would come up to me and recognize me from doing these videos. You know, and it's because, like, it's just, I've chose to continue doing them. 
regardless of the fact that I'm not famous and they're not real good. I'm doing it, right? But, like, I'm also seeing all kinds of people that I know along the way have been putting in as much work in different ways, and we're starting to meet each other and know each other. So it doesn't even matter if we know the politician that's walking down the sidewalk or not. We know each other, and we know we're making an impact, and we know we're putting in the work, and we're grinding. And I, so all y'all that have been passing laws and trying to protect us, knowing that, knowing that we are ignorant and, like, what about it, well, no, we are now. And it's 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 beautiful to see, and I do I do think we are headed in the right direction. We needed stuff to get absolutely terrible in this country. We needed Andy Bashir to tell us we couldn't go to church. By God, I've been in church about like the, since like a week after that. If it was up to me, our state legislature would pass something saying that hey, I don't care if there's a black plague, a fountain of black plague in the middle of the of the worship room in the middle of the congregation the government can't tell you if you can go to church or not if it's up to me that's what it'd say because I think that supports what's in this book this book not something I made up so there's, we're awake alright we as normal people we're going to be talking about all kinds of these issues when it comes to parental rights medical autonomy you know all like bodily autonomy curriculum all like we're going to dig into this stuff and it's going to scare them to death, people. I'm just going to tell y'all, it's going to scare them. I don't, I, and I like it. I'm excited about it. But we got to support each other. We got to be positive about it. You can be combative and we can, you know, you can fight. You can fight in a positive way. Right? But we're like, so we're going to need everybody's, we're going to need everybody's input. We're going to need the people that are wanting to call out politicians and wanting to, you know, go at it from a, you know, like a sniper type mentality, and we're going to need other people that are coming at it, even because, you know, as a redneck, I, people think I'm going to be, you know, uh, hot headed and have a, have a short temper and be spouting off the mouth or whatever. So I can't be like that. I got to be a pragmatic person. I got to be positive, and I got to like, I got to shock you in a different way. Well, that's how I shock people. Is I make you know, like, I'm gonna, I'm going to show y'all that even somebody that looks as dumb as I do with beard and long hair and talks like a, I don't even know what what to say. It ain't Southern, it ain't whatever. I just, it's Appalachian, baby. A, a dude from Appalachia with a dad that drive a drug overdose with a high school diploma can be, can put his nose in a book and figure some stuff out. All right, so I need y'all. It's like always, like, share, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. Find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, all that. You know, anywhere, if you want to listen to the audio, We'll be on there, um, video-wise, right here on on YouTube, Facebook Live. You can you find me. Again, happy Fourth of July, everybody! Get out there, enjoy them fireworks, enjoy your families, enjoy your children. Hug, you know, hug and squeeze them, give them, give them a kiss, tell them you love them. Like that's what your that's what our that's what your great great grandfathers and grandmothers that put it on the line would 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 want you to do. All right, so thanks for watching. Hopefully, me and me and old Pink will have have a show coming up this week. Miss him; he's going through some stuff. Everybody, everybody, keep him in your thoughts and prayers, and you know. But uh, lo, 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 love that guy, and he's said he just has so many so many great things to say and so many important things to say. And the conversations we're that we're trying to have, I just think they're so important. So, um, hopefully, we start making this more of a regular thing. And 
so you all can kind of know what's coming and all that. So, again, thank, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. And God bless America. Have a great rest of your day.